Chris, I watched TV down. I did, faggot. Calm down. <laughs> Damn now. <laughs> Anywho, so this bitch is late, of course. So that means that I am a couple glasses in. So this should make for a very fun episode of Who That Rises Up Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. And I am, of course, Kenny Ray. I'm finally here with my ratchet ass sister making all this goddamn noise over there. Glenn Reeves. And well, first of I- all, let me talk to the community because you always be painting me out to be the bad bitch. Let me say something to y'all family. Here's what the problem is. I work. Let me tell you something. I go to work. I wake up. I praise the Lord like Whitney Houston. You know, I love the Lord. I go to work. And Ron Wednesday, I don't really talk to the bitch Wednesday and Thursday because she proclaims she got kickball, softball. I made it clear I play kickball and it's on Sundays. It ain't never been any other day. So don't put that. Don't do that. Well, I'm just saying, she got kickball, and just recently she became a single woman, and so all of a sudden she want to talk and chat and shit. Hey, I don't fucking understand. I so I got to be somebody's best friend, wife, come home and cook, and got that's a lot. That's a lot. And then she then she say, if I don't, if you don't speak to me, then I if I don't say nothing to you, then you don't answer. That's a that's the wrong statement. That is too, not because- true. I said if I don't say anything to you, we just won't have an episode. That's what I said. I listen, listen, church. <laughs> Listen, if I don't reach out to you to find out when can you record, what time are we going to do it, when you going to see your notes, send your notes, we will not have an episode. I don't like your little ratchet ass attitude. You calm the fuck down. Whatever. Uh, I'm lie. just letting it. I want the church to know it's not always me. I got to be somebody's wife, somebody's son. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a pillar of the community. Honey. I got to dance. I'm a, a lot happens, and she won just because she all of a sudden singing out. She won't have an attitude with me. No, 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 no. You missed the point. No. All I want you to do, all I want you to do is say what you mean and mean what you say, bitch. So if you say oh, we're nah, gonna she, record, nah, she, won't use, she won't be an attorney now all of a sudden. She won't be my best. She won't be my best. Not she won't be my best friend, but she won't be an attorney. She gets on my fucking nerves. Go to bed. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that we are back and we we have made life good. And I'm back. You know, it's very nice of me to show up. You know, my presence is very welcome, friends and gays. Thank you. Um I'm glad that you recognize but, that. It'd be nice if you showed up, Deanne. You, all you have to say is you miss me, yeah. That, you don't have to go through all of this. You just say you miss your sister. And we can move the fuck on with life. Uh, I think that's, a, think that's a fair assessment. But I want to thank y'all. We are back. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It, it, it's fair. It's fair that I, I can say that I missed you guys. I, don't know, I didn't really miss Kenny because she won't have attitudes. Yeah. Uh, Everybody miss me. I'm lovely. Um, <laughs> I'm lovely. I agree. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. See, <laughs> this is the wrong podcast for disagreeing shit. Uh, anyway, can I just say first of all that I would like to admit that tomorrow is one of the biggest games of the. I know this is a real topic, but it came across my South Carolina's women's basketball takes on LSU's women's basketball. I would just like to say that I would be in front of the television. Staring at Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey, who is like the gay woman lesbian that I ever never wanted to be. <laughs> never wanted to be. Tell us, Kim Mulkey, you know, she, she like wearing too much feathers and shit. Um, <laughs> that's a lot for a girl, honey. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that tomorrow will be a good day, but. Let's talk. Let's get to Slays of the Week, honey. Because listen, I have determined that there's a lot happening, mm-hmm. and I, I think that the world of football has been turned on. Um, 
is head. And I'm just going to start with Jim Harbaugh. As we all know, uh, Jim Harbaugh said he has had enough of Michigan. <laughs> and Michigan has had a, not really enough of him because he probably he probably could have stayed. No, uh, they, they didn't want him to go. And, you know, after being at Michigan nine years, he is now the head coach of the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so A poses a question, Michigan, what now? But here's the here's the thing. The AFC West, again, is looking real interesting next season because mm-hmm. Sean Payton, he'll have a new quarterback, I'm sure, because Russell, Russell Wilson wrote off, will ride off into the sunset when offseason hits. Yes, <laughs> well. Uh Aiden Pierce, who is the new head coach, who is a black, first of all, congratulations to the Raiders. I know that they are the bad boys of the league. You, they've always been, but they have not hired a black head coach, and I am here for it. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, and then Andy Reid, and and like I said, so the four of them, because uh, there's only four teams, the Raiders, make sure I'm correct, the Raiders, yeah, the Broncos, that's the Chargers. Okay, cool. I didn't want to make sure I didn't want to miss anyone. Uh but yeah, I just think that that I. So, what do you think of the hire, Kenny? I think it's a good hire. You know, I, mean, I they, think it's you, an excellent hire. I think that it's. I, I think it's the worst kept secret that Jim Harbaugh was going to leave Michigan, and it's not because he was tired of Michigan. I think he just don't want to deal with the NCAA number one, and I don't think that he wants to deal with the recruiting, the the grind of recruiting that you know college football is. And Correct. so I think he came, he saw, he conquered, he gave them what they asked him to give him. He beat Ohio State three years in a row. He gave them a national championship. Mission accomplished. He can go with a clear with a, with a clear conscience. What is all that goddamn noise? What noise? Okay, never mind. Anywho, um, so you just stop drinking. <laughs> I would if you'd be on time. But anywho, <laughs> I'm just saying. But anywho. Um, I was I was hoping, I was really, really hoping that he would go to the Atlanta Falcons for my own selfish reasons. But I also know that Jim Harbaugh is was going to go to a team that already had a quarterback. And so if there's one person that is super happy this evening, it is motherfucking it is Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. It is Justin Herbert. He has to be elated. Um, so I'm actually quite excited to see. What if anybody can go in there and change just the culture of the LA Chargers because that's what they really need? Um, because they not in pay Justin Herbert all this goddamn money, and they're like, Lord, can we get something back on it? Is he still? I thought he was still in the rookie contract. No, they had given him an extension right before the season started. Okay, well, I mean, he he deserves it. Like, I mean, he's like, you lock him in, no, absolutely, he's definitely their quarterback of the future. So, and and get him a coach that can actually, you know, make something of his talents before y'all ruin him, like we've seen done other people, like Andrew Luck or oh, Andrew Luck. I liked him, I did too. And the Colts completely destroyed that man. That little man went crazy. Look, that little man went crazy. Destroyed that man. Destroyed, like, you know, physically, they destroyed him. You had a lacerated Look, oh, baby. Talking. <laughs> Talking. Yeah. Anywho, but um, yeah. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm I think there's exciting things to come for the uh, for the Chargers. Their, you know, their roster wasn't bad. They're gonna have to trim some fat, like you know, uh, uh. Khalil Mack is probably going to have to go. I think he's overpaid for where he is in his career. So is Keenan some... Allen, to be honest with you. Huh? Keenan Allen is also overpaid. Yeah, yeah, he? yeah. So, you know, they'll, I think they'll they'll get younger. Um, you know, they probably... But I think probably... it's just the flash that they needed. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think there's good things to come for them for sure. I mean, like Jim Harbaugh is a proven winner. He took the, he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. You know, he goes to Michigan, got them a national championship. He's won everywhere he's gone. So I have no reason to believe. And one thing I will say about that, uh, that Michigan versus Alabama game, like he severely outcoached Nick Saban. And I oh, haven't I seen that happen very often. I like, don't think Nick Saban, his nerves was bad and he was tired. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't know that Nick Saban, I think that, I think that Nick Saban just was tired of the recruiting, the recruiting scene. And, uh-huh. And I think that the fact that he, he he looked around and he didn't have a prospect at quarterback coming in and the idea of dealing with another year of Jalen Milrow, he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to retire and go on to glory. But I don't blame him. But in that game, the offensive scheme that they put together that kept Alabama's defense so confused throughout the game, I was in awe of the X's and O's just watching it. And I'm like, God, Jim Harbaugh is a hell of a coach. He didn't have to do that against Washington because you know, they just had better athletes. But anyways, I digress. I, I think there's there's big things in, in store for Yeah, I'm college. excited for that. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought Flash Cross Television, so to add to it, his last name is Marone, will be the new Michigan head coach, Sharif, I think his name is. Oh, that is that uh, the, uh, the assistant coach guy? Because I figured they would just promote him. Because I know yeah. they like him. I know they like him there. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to promote him, which is good. Um, so definitely. Um, and I know we'll talk about this one, but I, you know what? I just have to say it because y'all are, y- y'all listen, y'all was giving me the bull. Y'all was giving me the, the, the I know to go. Y'all was giving me the business, and I want to give it to you. <sighs> okay, well, fuck it. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> Tampa, you're you're next up. Don't worry, it's coming. I will not go an hour and a half episode just to say no. Y'all don't get it. But anyway, we're gonna talk about the, the NFC East for a moment because they're in my slaves of the week. Hey, okay. fans, I want to know what exactly happened. <laughs> just tell me, tell me. Y'all was talking that shit. Yeah, ooh, y'all was talking that shit. My nerves and me. Well, on oh, him, but y'all was wearing me out because y'all said y'all told me <laughs> that this was it, like Michael Jackson. And didn't one of the didn't one listeners say something like Dak Prescott was the best quarterback? What, what did they uh-huh, say? And <laughs> no, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and all things in between. I want y'all to understand one thing. And Kenny said it. Mm-hmm. The Packers are a young group. No, they were hungry. And when I tell you, they walked into Jerry's world and told Jerry, Dak, Mike, Tony, and CD to <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> Baby, listen. Oh, I'm not God. exactly sure exactly if y'all knew y'all was playing football that day. Here's my thing. And Kenny said it best. Dak Prescott is a C-plus quarterback at best. I, didn't, put him at him C. I game, didn't say C-plus. I, I, may, I may have said B. Right? No, no. Not he's a C-minus to me. <laughs> so you have, 
you D minus to me. And now Jerry, I can tell Jerry got dementia because he said everybody stays. The fuck? So we're doing this again. So, so Kenny, what do you think went wrong? All right. So because I know you saw the game just as I, I did. I watched I watched the entire game, yeah. So I don't I don't place this at the feet of Dak Prescott. I do think that he is overpaid. I think they are paying great money for a good quarterback, which is not a good combination when you want to put together a, a championship roster. Right. Um, but I place this squarely on the feet, and I've been very vocal about this ever since they hired him. I put this at Mike McCarthy's feet. That team was not prepared for that game. No, they, baby, they did not appear prepared for that game. Green Bay went in, took the ball first, and marched right down the field and put them behind the sticks, which is exactly what you do against the Cowboys because, yeah, they're all fine and great when they're playing with the lead. And so, so, so yeah, I put this on Mike McCarthy. I think I, I, I've never trusted him. I, I said that when they first hired him. And it showed he got completely outcoached and not just in the game. He got outcoached before they even showed up at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like for real. That, like for real. He got outcoached before they even got before they even got to the stadium. Like, like I'm I'm staring at and I'm like, so nobody knows they're playing football today? Anybody? Right. And then because everybody's like, well, it wasn't as bad as it looked. No, it was. Because you guys made it close at the end, but them them boys whipped y'all. Mm-hmm. Them boys whipped y'all. They did, and it showed. Um, I had one of my coworker dudes. He was like, you know, the Packers just caught us at a bad time. What? When, when was the right time? Anybody know when the right time is? <laughs> Tell me when the right time is, because it seems to me that y'all go gung ho all year long. Maybe y'all should go eight and nine next year. Maybe make the playoffs. Well, like, you know, maybe I mean, go- like, but did we not? Was this not? Was this not forecasted throughout the season? Because it was. remember, remember, we like, we were talking about how oh they have this record, but it was painfully obvious they weren't beating any teams with winning records. They were Correct. beating up on the teams they were supposed to beat. They had that very dominant defense. Ceedee Lamb had a bit of a renaissance year. Um, you know, Fowler's a very good running back, but still, <laughs> like they just kept losing to winning teams, and so again, when they get to the big game and whatnot, we see a lot of the same coaching issues that have plagued them since Mike McCarthy has been there. Poor clock management. Um, the, I, I don't know what kind of offensive scheme they were trying to do. Uh, <laughs> Me either, because I was too you. And apparently, so was Luck. So was Jerry. Right. Their defense seemed extremely confused, and it just, it just, yeah, they just, they just weren't prepared. Because Romeo Dobbs was running that ass up and down the field, and I was like, y'all, am I missing something? Did somebody change the plays? So I just think that it was something. Let me say this, not taking anything from the Green Bay Packers, because let me say this. Jordan Love showed his true, like when his his up and coming true self. Uh, and 
get him some more talent, another year I need his belt. Green Bay will will always be something, of course. And if the NFC hot, you know, they will always. I think they're here. Yeah, like I, I said, they, they showed me something, and um, and this is where this is one of the parts. There probably be a couple throughout this episode. Um, as I've always told you, you know, I have always been, you know, had the integrity <laughs> to admit when I was wrong. Jordan Love, so proud of you. Jordan Love completely proved me wrong. Like he he completely proved me wrong. And what I found interesting, and I think I heard this, I can't take full credit for this take, but I think I heard it on um Get Up one of these days. I forget who said it, but um, but I completely agree with what that person said. And because one of also the things that jumped out to me was not only did Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys look unprepared? The, the, the Packers came in there with a rock solid game plan, and Matt LaFleur outpoached the shit out of Mike McCarthy. And somebody made the somebody made the made the comment of how this offense just like towards the, se- the end of the season, they kind of got their stride, and you saw them develop into this, this really dynamic and explosive offense. And it's like yeah, well, that happens when you don't have a stubborn quarterback. And, you know, we love our Quinn and Shade Aaron Rodgers. When you don't have a stubborn quarterback changing the plays at the, at the, in, in the huddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's actually running his offense the way he wants to without having to deal with the diva and the ego of Aaron Rodgers or dealing with him changing plays as he sees fit when he gets up to line of scrimmage. And we see that. He was brought in because he was supposed to be one of those up-and-coming offensive minds and whatnot. Well, maybe he is. And now we actually get to see it because... Correct. I mean, like, two games in a row. He said he, he won the toss. He said, no, give us the ball. We'll take it and both. He marched right down the field and they scored and put the game on their terms. It was quite a remarkable thing to watch. And so, as we all know, just Jerry said, "Oh no, everybody's saying this year, you need a hug too." <laughs> right. So, for all of our cowboy fans, listeners, you know I love you and Jesus. But as long as Mike McCarthy is there, we'll be having this conversation next year. Oh, and we'll be having again. Sidebar: Have you heard about the the family drama circling the Cowboys last day or two? No. Ooh. So it started off with C.D. Lamb's mama. <laughs> Lord, these mamas, honey. This is what happens when you put your mama on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, get on Twitter. Do this. Right. So she gets on Twitter and basically was like, please, Cowboys, trade my son C.D. Lamb because that press guy ain't it. Paraphrasing. But that's basically what she said. So then Michael Parsons, ignorant ass brother, decides he's going to chime in. (laughs) (laughs) And he's talking about, yeah, he said something like, you know, they just need to give Dak. Yeah, I forget the figure that he said, but they need to give Dak this figure. And if he don't like it and tell him he can pack it, pack up and go again, paraphrasing. But that was the gist of it. So, of course, Michael Parsons has to come out and make this release. You know, 
the statements of my brother are his own and not mine and blah, blah, blah. I remain committed to the Cowboys, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. You talking to somebody. <laughs> somebody in your ear. Like, he ain't say that because he ain't say that out of nowhere. You talking to somebody and they just ran him out a little bit too much. Maybe had a little bit too much Hennessy and decided to start typing on Twitter. But uh, yeah, that's what's been going on the last couple of days. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys ain't going to they gonna be in the same spot again. Same spot again. Same spot again. Speaking of same spot again. Hey, Bucks fans. <laughs> oh, I don't forget. Mama's getting old, but she don't forget when y'all was talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mama doesn't forget. And I enjoy look, I enjoy good shit talk. I enjoy. So yeah, I get it. Y'all y'all beat the Eagles and let, we'll talk about the Eagles in a second. But then y'all get to Detroit. Now I just knew I just knew Baker was gonna be Baker. And Baker did exactly what I thought Baker was going to do. And he then he want to put on this post that he was so disappointed in himself because he didn't play like himself. Well, I want to know who he was going to play like. Uh, I mean, um, I don't think that he played, he played particularly bad, honestly. No, I don't think he played yeah. bad. Mike Evans had a hell of a game um, for Tampa. And to be frank... They were in it. I mean, they they played Detroit hard. It was a good game. The problem is, you know, Baker went back to being Baker when when the game was on the line. Very true. Mm-hmm. Like he's still in there. He's doing better, but he's still Baker. Do you Baker. think he'll be back in Tampa Bay? Though? It depends on what their options are. They're not going to get a very high draft pick now because they went to the playoffs. Um, it would take a lot of capital that I don't think they have to try to move up. And I don't know how enticing Tampa is to another veteran trying to move on. And I don't really know who's out there available. Uh, other than maybe Russell Wilson, there's been some talk of Kirk Cousins, but you know, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins basically, well, I mean, he, yeah, he ain't doing nothing but switching. You no, know, that's just out of the frying pan into the pot type of situation. Um, so, short answer, yeah, I think they'll be with him next year. I don't really see – I have. I don't see anything changing yet. I mean, it's a long offseason, so that may change. But at this point, I think they're going to run with uh, Baker Mayfield. You want to rumble with the B, huh? Well, I mean – Throw a hex on your whole family. Family. That, you know, that, it came on, my, came on my thing today. I thought, oh, that's what we doing, huh? Mm-hmm. We in that, but anyway, um, I don't like I said, I think the they're they're not the you know, books are bad, like I said, they made it to the playoffs for the second straight year. I just think they might be missing. And I'm uh, not caveat, caveat, caveat being they were in the objectively worst conference in the league. That part that is the only reason why they went to the playoffs. Let's not be let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Speaking of NFC South, Kenny, before we talk about one more team, um, the Mike Vrabel, Vrabel is the leader for the well is the leading candidate for the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. I I like Mike Vrabel. 
I think that he did a good job in Tennessee with what I do too with Ryan had, you know, Ryan Tannehill and what he had. I thought he deserved another year. They didn't do particularly too goddamn bad. I don't, you know, the problem is it depends on what what Tennessee does. But the reason why I'm not excited about it is because I wanted them to go after an offensive minded coach. I don't want them to bring another defensive guy in here because that's what they did with Dan Quinn. We saw how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where the league is now. Go find an offensive coach. I don't think that Mike Vrabel would would do bad. I just I just don't know. He could surprise me. But me personally, I was hoping they go for an offensive person, which is the reason why I was really hoping for Jim Harbaugh. But I knew that was that was going to be a stretch because I figured he would go where the quarterback is. Okay. And, he, and he's a California guy too. So, well, I mean, it happens. Um, so we do have a fan question, and before we do the fan question, I think because it kind of folds right into uh, playoffs and things of that nature, it's time for our favorite segment of the night. And listen, I know I say it every time, but I, it's it's something when we came up with it, it was cute, and now it's just catchy, and it's my favorite. So it's time for oh, she did oh, that. She did that. <laughs> We have a fan question from Philly, and it's it's actually for Kenny. It's not for it's not for well, it's for all of us, but it says Kenny. Um, Micah, Michael lives in in Philly, uh, Philly all day every day. Okay, uh, is what he says. He says I want Kenny's intake on what happened or what should happen to the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. Okay. Um. Let me say this, Micah. I will say I think he ain't the Eagles, Okay. I'm just oh, kidding. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say this. And as the playoffs have been going around, you know, we've Super Wild Card weekend, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Philly walked into Tampa wanting to win. I'll go just leave it there. I think they wanted to win. I think they suffered from a huge as some will call it brain drain. I think they really suffered from losing their offensive coordinator to be the head coach of Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts, okay. And I think that Brian, I think that, I think they took a huge step in the right direction already by firing Brian Johnson as their uh, offensive coordinator. That needed to happen because clearly you could look at the Eagles offense from last year to this year. And I mean, the proof is right there in the pudding and you're, you are what your record is. Um, and so, in all honesty, I think that they are a good and well-run organization. I think that even though they paid Jalen Hurts, he did take a more team-friendlier approach to it. So they will have some space to be able to get some bodies in there. Like I believe Jason Kelsey is flirted with, and he may retire. Um, I don't know what the hell Jason happened. Jason said he tied, but I, real quick, before we – Jason Kelsey was my everything this weekend, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> He's but, my um, everything this weekend. But, yeah, I think that frustration has set in. I don't know what the hell happened to A.J. Brown down the, down uh, the course in this season. Um, but – and I also don't think that Jalen Hurst was healthy. They they kept that pretty close to vest, but I don't think – I don't think that he was healthy. Um but to answer your question, I think they have good pieces in place already. I think they're well run, and so they'll make smart moves to patch up the holes that they have. And 
I think it's all going to rest on who they bring in there to who they bring here to create an offense for them. Um, if they get an offensive coordinator that works well with Jalen Hurts and get them back on track, I don't think the Eagles' door has closed to be contenders. Um, I don't think they may need to make any big drastic changes. I don't think they're there. I think that they. Uh, I think this was an issue more of coaching in some circumstances rather than them just being. Um, the door closing on them being, you know, it being it contemporary. So, Correct. well, I, if, you know, if, if Philly all day, if I'm Eagles fans, I'm keeping a close eye on who they're looking at to, to, to hire for office or coordinator and pay close attention to that, because I think that's going to give you a bigger clue on what to expect going into next season. Mm-hmm. But I fully expect them to be in the mix next year. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um, but the NFL playoffs, we as we've seen, it was it was fun. It was exciting. Uh, I will say that I am living for Jordan Love. I, I'm just am. He's he said, "Fuck it, I waited four years. Let me show you what I can do." Especially as you see, there was time, there was maturity as the season went on, and then in the playoffs, I think they have nothing to hang their heads for because they hung in there with Green Bay until the final minute. I mean, not Green Bay, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, and as much as Brock Purdy, you know, is the, I guess they calling it the second coming of whatever the hell they're doing. Jordan Love and company hung in there and they could have beat them had it not been for a player two that was different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So definitely, I definitely think that the Packers have nothing to hang their heads for going forward. Um, even then, like I said, and we also, let me say this. Buffalo, what? Let's get let's let's get on let's get on that. Let's talk about let's talk about the Buffalo the uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs game, um, because one it was it was a very good one, um, but Buffalo needs to do some soul searching. Yeah, they do. They need to do some soul searching, and what I what I observed is they went right back to. The the shit that got them ousted last year and the year before, where they're relying on Josh Allen to put on his Superman cape and save and save it all. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's just no reason that he's you know with him having to be the leading rusher and this and that and etc. and blah 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 blah. Now, caveat being to that. Bills did not make plays when they need to make plays, and they were definitely there. So all of the criticism going towards Josh Allen and whatnot, I think is completely unfounded because Josh Allen didn't drop that pass in the fourth quarter. Stephon Diggs did. Or the other one where they had, a, I think it was a third and 10, and it was right there in his arms. I forget who dropped the second one. Um, it wasn't Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs dropped one, and there was another one. But the pass was there. The ball was in their hands. They simply dropped it. They didn't make the play. Like, those crucial things, there was nuance to that game where Kansas City didn't go in there and just beat them. Um, the Bills left a lot of, left a lot on the table. They, they truly did. did. They truly did. I think, like I said, Josh Allen was rushing the ball. And I think that without – uh, Khalif Shakur, 
uh, Gabe Davis, those men, they did their job, but it's like, oh, Josh, Josh Allen is going to save it. And when you're not throwing to your one of your most prolific wide receivers, who is Stephen, Stephon Diggs, you, you you got a lot to rely on. And then, you know, and then your defense is, isn't that great, but it's good. So you got to make those extra things. And I'm just like, okay, so this is what we're doing. Well, I, what I found really interesting, too, was Kansas City won that game by running the ball. They did. Like, they ran that ball, and they ran it well. That was doing his thing. Yeah, no, he had a hell of a game. But just think about in contrast between this, um, this, this game and the reiteration of it last year. And last year was basically like air raid. And this year it was like round and pound, which is kind of the beauty of the NFL. But um, it definitely was a contest. They're kind of like our like uh, the old days of of looking forward to um, Troy Aikman and Steve Young. You were meeting in the, in the NFC Championship. Absolutely. I think we're going to be seeing this, you know, absent. You know, you know who knows what could happen, but. I, yeah, it, it's just I, I do kind of hope that at some point Josh Allen gets over that hump, but he, just sad. But they call you know they're calling the Josh Allen curse a thing. So anybody that's lost to Josh Allen, that's beaten Josh Allen in the championship, they don't go on. The, they don't go on to the next round. I thought that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would call it frankly like the Sean McDermott curse. I've been telling same thing. They. They also get out coach, like Andy Reid out coaches though. Mm-hmm. Sean um, McDermott, I, I just you know they fired. Yeah, Ken Paxton when they brought brought him in, or is he the one they fired? I can't remember. He was the one they they fired. Okay, well the the, the offensive coordinator they brought in, they did a great job. Like they really did turn it around. They still went back to the same old habits. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like Sean McDermott just gets out coached by Andy Reid each time. Well. You know, Philly, I just think that, and kept, you know, he gets to keep Philly, uh, what's his name? Kevin Stefanski, uh, kept his job. So we'll see. Like I said, you're right. One of the first steps they took was firing. They got rid of their offensive coordinator. And remember, they fired their um, defensive coordinator uh, late in the season. Uh, So they got some good thinking to think about. Um, But let me say something. Baltimore, butter. All day long, they look they look like they're going to win them the Super Bowl as fast as they can get to it. I think that you deserve that, that you uh, that Lamar Jackson deserves an apology from you. From who? You. I'm Whitney Houston, baby. I don't do apologies, honey. <laughs> well, you see how that worked out for her. You bitch. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. Uh, I, let me say this, Lamar Jackson, I am proud of you. And yeah, you know what? I am sorry. Uh, but that's all that, that's all it is. I'm not no, that's it. Uh, <laughs> but the Ravens look like butter, just as smooth as silk and ready to go to the playoffs. Cause I thoroughly think, and y'all could be wrong, I th- they gonna whip Kansas City's ass all day long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Well, all right. Um uh, I'm not willing to go that far. I, I think, think that it, so. I think it'll still be a close game. 
Um, especially if Kansas City is able to control tempo and control time of possession like they did against the Bills by running the ball, um, which they've proven they can do well. Um, but, man, the Baltimore looks really formidable right now. Um, Lamar Jackson's playing at a, at, at, at lights out level. Um, he like he, it's, he's just, he's, he just, he's got to be a defensive coordinator, coordinator's like nightmare. 50 rushing yards in the first half. That was just the first half. <laughs> that was just the first half, children. Just want y'all to know that the first half. So, but here's the thing though Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman. All day long. Odell Beckham? Ugh. I need her to find something else to do with her time. I mean, he's still at it. You know, I mean, I, you he know. is, but he ain't catch a pass. A, I mean, a pass. Well, I mean, you know, he, he getting up there and he, had, he gets injured every year. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bring him. They didn't bring they they brought Odell Beckham Odell Beckham Jr. to that team for one thing and one thing only. He only needs to make one explosive play when he counts, and so we'll see if he does that. But that's all they brought him for. They're not expecting production from him. Very true. Um, we do have a fan question. We have a uh, Travis is a Detroit native. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, he I wonder if we're not hearing anything from Lions fans. Like, this is their time. I know oh, they have a good time. He, he, he is one of those proud, crying lions that is <laughs> doing so much. Uh, so first of all, congratulations to the Detroit Lions because they look good. Dan Campbell is one hell of a coach to take a mm-hmm. team that was 0 16 mm-hmm. to the NFC Championship game. Um, with the likes of Amon, Amon St. Brown, uh, Jared Goff, nonetheless, uh, yeah. David Montgomery, Sam LaPorta, these boys are playing football. Uh, and they're playing it the right way on all sides of the ball with Aiden Hutchinson on the defense, uh, a few others on the D, but they're playing football on, they're winning on both sides. And they're, to me, they're winning like football should be done. You win every quarter. You got to, it's like it's a new football game every quarter. You win. And Detroit went out there and they did that to the to the Bucks. They went out and won every quarter. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, I mean, question is, do we what's our preview of the NFC championship? What are our thoughts? What do we think? Hmm. Oh boy. Um, annual is a still a 50-50 chance, people. Does that make a difference? Yes, but hmm. I mean, he may be he may be worth two points. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's not a read because most times, oh. like you know, most players. I mean, most players. You know, like usually being a a good quarterback can be worth one and a half. Right. Like it's not. It's not. Yeah, that's not a read. Um, <clears throat> so this one is this one is difficult. Well, I guess it should be, you know, come this time of the year. Absolutely. Because um, anybody can be beat any given Sunday. Right. Because to your point um, about, you know, the Lions playing football the right way, what I what I observed is they went back to the basics, the foundation. The Lions' offensive line is really good. Yes, it is. 
they are really now they're gonna have their their hands full with you know San Francisco's defensive front, you know the posters and uh, all that. However, they've shown <laughs> they've shown a keen ability to be able to deal with that. So, um, I think that. I think that it, I think that it's going to be extremely important for San Francisco to not let Jared Goff feel comfortable in that pocket because, as we know, that if you get him flustered and it's not hard mm-hmm. to do, <laughs> it's not hard to do. He becomes a completely different player than when he is comfortable in a clean pocket and can pick a defense apart. Um, and I think if there's a team that's capable of doing it, it's the 49ers. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, I I saw some cracks in San Francisco's armor against Green Bay. Um, and I don't know whether they attribute that to just the fact that Green Bay came in and very motivated to play. And they're playing with house money, so they didn't have anything to do because nobody expected them to be there. Um, but... I know that we are everybody's giving Brock Purdy his flowers and they are deserved, but there's a reason why he was Mr. Irrelevant. And I wonder if at some point that's going to come to haunt them. Because now we're in, you know, now we're getting to we're getting down the wire where you know the wheat is separated from the shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a bit of that in that game. And I don't know if it maybe he just needed to calm, you know, calm his nerves and settle into the game. Not sure, um, but if that happens again, you know, and he let, he lets them hang around, it, it could get it could get it could get ugly pretty quickly. It, it um, can get ugly pretty quickly. But what I think what what I think Detroit will try to do, and and they're very capable of doing it, is go back to the bases. I said, control the tempo of the game, run the ball control time possession, and then pick and choose your places to make big chunk plays down the field. Um, and with that, I think that they, I, I think that they could turn heads. Um, but they definitely have uphill battle. Oh, like, you know, I still think San Francisco is, is, is one of the best, if not the best team in the league. So um, that's what I expect to see. Um, 100%. That's what I expect to see. And I expect to see San Francisco really tried to make Jared Goff uncomfortable in the pocket. Yeah, because they're good at it. You know, <laughs> they are good at it. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan, look, Kyle Shanahan ain't no punk. No, he's not. He ain't, um, look, he ain't no punk. You know, in the season, you know, Christian McCaffrey's always the throw up backfield, catching the ball. So, I mean, it's going to be a good game. But uh, that, was but, one of the, that was one of John Lynch's best trade trade things because Christian McCaffrey is still one of the best and he still got it. He's showcasing that inside of uh, San Francisco. Um, however, that being said, though, I do think that San Francisco will be too much from them for them in the end. I do think it's going to be a very close game, um, but I do expect San Francisco to win, especially at home. Okay. Well, the, now we do have the AFC Championship game, the Ravens and the Chiefs, which is going to be one, and that's Sunday, Saturday night. Sorry, uh, AFC Saturday go first. Night. 
Saturday. Okay. Huh? Yeah, the AFC I, I goes first. first. Okay. Yeah, but baby, listen, I am excited for that game. Uh, because the Ravens look like I said, they look like butter. They look smooth and ready. So I'm gonna make. Sure, I'm listen. I'm gonna be right there, just as smiling and cheesing, and I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson. That's yeah. who I'm a root for. I think they have the talent. They have what it takes. And I like John Harbaugh. I do. I ain't okay. lie to you. What you think? I, I. It's just something feels kismet about the Baltimore Ravens right now. Like it just, it just feels like it's their year, you know. Um, and I, I have become a believer in Lamar Jackson as well. I truly have. Um, and I think that Baltimore's defense is very stout. Um, quite frankly, the only wild card for me in, in, in this game is the Chiefs' ability to run the ball and Travis Kelsey. Okay. Because, hmm. I mean, cause, cause, you know, because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to make plays. Like, that's, that's inescapable. Um, it's just when he's not running like the gay cheerleader, <laughs> we'll get a, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> but no, I, I absolutely have. I've become a believer, I've become a believer in Lamar Jackson, and I think he's motivated, and I think that he can will this team to the Super Bowl. I truly did. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting, I'm, I, I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't say I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but um, I, I do think it'll be close. But I do think Baltimore will, will take it. Will take it. I expect. Yeah. I expect a lot of rushing yards from Lamar. I think Lamar is going to really uh, like uh, turn this game on. I think Lamar is going to set the tempo of, of this game with his legs. Oh, because we saw. Josh Allen be able to do that very effectively. Obviously, Josh Allen had like 100 pounds on Lamar Jackson, but mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is also like one of the fastest people on the field. So yeah, he he, he is he is good. Look, good and ready. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, listen, we do have another fan question, and it is definitely uh this one. <laughs> This one is from, his name is Champ. Champ is from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I don't know why they're at Kenny today. They want to have Kenny all the questions, I guess, because I'm late all the time. Uh, He he states that he is ready for a Falcons playoff run. What do you think the Falcons... Good luck. Let's go ahead. I love your optimism, baby. Being born and bred in Atlanta, what does the Falcons, if he was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, where would he start? Quarterback. Period. So that's my word ain't the answer? Fuck him. Jesus, she's spicy. Fuck him. No. Do it and do it now. They need to be evaluating. They should have started three weeks ago. Evaluating all their options, get a quarterback. If they can get Justin Fields here, I will be happy. I'll take them. Quarterback, 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 quarterback. I actually would be very happy to see Justin Fields get here. Caveat being, who is the head coach? I don't trust Mike Vrabel with uh, with the Justin Fields only because he still needs to be developed. 
Um, and so that would very it'd be incumbent upon him to go and find an offensive coordinator or a, or, or a accomplished quarterbacks coach to continue to work with Justin Fields. But I like mm-hmm. what I saw from him towards the end of the season. I know for a fact he wants to be in Atlanta. Now, I don't want him to come down here and be up in honest, like, you know, making it rain and shit like that. No, <laughs> hey. that that's happened. That's happened. You know, they come down here and go buck wild and whatnot. But um, that's it's like going to look, it's like going to New Orleans. Yeah, basically. But yeah, that's where we start because look at it. We got a, a a generational young running back in B. John Robinson. And but like, let's strike while the iron is hot. While the iron is hot, because you know, I mean, like, you know, unfortunately, you running backs like don't last. You, and, but you know, full five years at the most. Um, right. um, you got Kyle Pitts, who's a very outstanding. You know, just like possibly, I mean, possibly, you know, uh, all star caliber tight end. It's just he needs somebody to throw the ball. Um, you can find wide receivers anywhere they come a dime a dozen these days because everybody wants to be one. Um, but there are people. Everybody want to be a receiver. Everybody wants to be a receiver, yeah, because they don't want to get hit. But like, um, um, the Atlanta's defense wasn't bad. They weren't elite. No, they weren't. But they, but they weren't bad. Like Atlanta has some pieces. There's potential. There, there's potential there. Um, and they've just been struggling to find a quarterback we haven't had one since mike vick i mean of course you know matt okay matt ryan who is the bane of my existence yeah he had that one mvp season of course we all know about the 28 to 3 and all that bullshit but let's just keep it real matt ryan was successful when kyle shanahan was his offensive coordinator and we see what Kyle Shanahan has done with Brock Purdy. They went and paid yeah. Matt Ryan all that goddamn money, and it took us four or five years to get from under that horrible contract. Like he tanked this team, and so he did. He tanked and sitting it. at he home collecting it. a check and sitting at home collecting a check. He tanked this team, and so I would be the first person said, "Let somebody in Atlanta chat shit to me about Matt Ryan. I'll punch him in the face." Like, no, fuck him. Fucking kids. <laughs> I remember sidebar when the Braves won the uh won the uh, World Series. That's 2021, right? Um and he had the nerves up here and starring some commercial thanking them. And people in Atlanta was like, What what the fuck are you talking to us for? <laughs> <laughs> we don't care what you got to say. We don't care about your feelings. <laughs> Look, we don't care about your feelings. <laughs> Lord, Matt Ryan. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but that was a long, long-winded answer to the question. But yeah, that's it. Quarterback, 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 quarterback. That's where they need to start immediately. And they don't need to pay a lot of money for them. So my, I would lean towards going to get a younger one. But Justin Fields is still on a, on, 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 a, um, on a rookie contract. He, he hasn't really lit it up, so he's not expecting to get paid. Right. I would be happy with him. I think he's somebody that the city would, go, would, would, would rally around to. Well, speaking of rallying around in this city, so Cam Newton has decided that he wanted to go on his tangent today. Uh, and decided that, that he would like to make a comeback, people. 
Uh, and that comeback would only team he would play for, and I quote, would be the Atlanta Falcons. Now I mentioned this to my dear sister earlier. <laughs> my dear look, my dear sister. <laughs> and I said, Self, before you do this, I'll make sure she got a good reaction. <laughs> uh, I'm pouring myself and in I waited. Right. I pour myself a good drink on that one. She said she wants to play for the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't even know she still she still was relevant, people. All right. So here's my time. Here's my uh if you allow me a moment. Um 20 of our listeners, um, the next 20 seconds or so, maybe 30, are going to be the only um kid appropriate part of this show. <laughs> hey kids, stay off of drugs. Um, <laughs> did you say stay off of drugs? Just say no. Don't do it because Look, this ain't your, this ain't your choice. <laughs> because what uh, Cam Newton just said is your brain on drugs. End of PSA. <laughs> and scene. I don't know what purple Kush, like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what magic mushroom, or 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 pure Hawaiian white cocaine, or <laughs> MDNA, Molly, Scissor. Purple. I don't know what it was that he was on, or the combination of all that made him part his lips and thought that anybody gave a fuck about one that he wanted to come back, about two that he already had an idea where he wanted to go, and about three that anybody in Atlanta is checking for his ass. <laughs> and look, nigga, ain't nobody looking for you. I forgot that you existed, and don't get me wrong, I tried to like you. But you keep opening your mouth and saying shit like this. I try to. You made it hard for me. You remember when you remember when he went back to uh, the Panthers and he ran in that one two yard touchdown that took him ten seconds took him ten seconds to get there. Right. It didn't look like a running skyscraper with nuts and bolts and just (laughs) flying all over the place. Like stick your ass down. You want to be quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Blank need to be committed the minute he signed you, if that ever happens. If that ever happens, you think I'm bitter now? If you think I'm bitter now, I will write letters. <laughs> you be calling the man, honey. Her I, will, would be- every, I, will, I will burn everything red in my house. You will never, ever see a piece of Falcons paraphernalia on my body for the entirety of my God-given life. <laughs> she said, this is that bullshit and we are not doing it. Mm-mm. Like I always say, bitch, I love the Lord like Whitney Houston. I got it. When you told Mm-mm. when you told me that, I swear you could have knocked me over with a feather. I was like, I know I found, he did not part his lips. I found the quote and the picture. I'm going to post it on the page. I found the quote and the picture. That is all. <laughs> I couldn't said, believe <laughs> You have the audacity. If I ever came back, I want to know who asked him the question. <laughs> I want to know who asked you to come back. They need to be checked too. 
Like, was it prompted by a question or did he just decide to get on social media one day and say, hey, world, just in case you want to know, <laughs> sidebar, we didn't. Coming back, I would only come back to play for the Atlanta Falcons. End quote. <laughs> you know what? I truly thought that was his way of putting it out there as if it was a possibility. Oh, hi, Wells. You bitches play too much, he said. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you bitches play too much. I want to play football. And I said, last time they played, they took you out and you had to go sit down. So I'm not exactly sure what the theory and the thought process, but hey, like my, like the churn said, it's not my circus, nor was it my monkey. I just said, y'all doing too fucking much. So, so I, wish, I wish they would test <coughs> on the off chance that anybody within the Falcons organization or has connection to the Falcons organization. I don't care if you clean the toilets. Please let them know. Don't you do that shit. Don't you do that shit because if you do, I swear to God, I will boo every time I see it. <laughs> I will go every to the game. They come up here, I will go in the game. Them. I will go to the game just to boo. <laughs> Babe, it would be some bull and some shit wrapped in the water. <laughs> I said, nah, I know y'all can. I'm seriously, I'm posting it. As soon as we finish, I'm going to post that. Now that's some bull and some shit wrapped in the water. I wish you would. Oh, my God. I wish. Try, please test me. Please test me. Please test me. Falcons, please test I've been. I've been nothing but patient with y'all. I've came back after you have reached into my chest and pulled at my heart and watched me bleed on the floor. And I've came <laughs> back every single time. But this? <laughs> he said this? This? <laughs> this ain't it. Oh, yeah. oh. So, well, the NBA trade deadline is fastly approaching, and we are um, revealing some trades. Uh, Pascal Siakam, sorry, uh, was traded to the Pacers. Uh, Of course, in the men, R.J. Barrett and company, they all were traded to the Raptors. Uh, But the one that's mind-boggling was, well, first of all, let me say mind-boggling. When I say that, it comes up with something we need to discuss before I go any further. Uh, the Bucks have changed coaches again. Again? Doc Rivers is the new head coach of the – Adrian Griffin was fired with – he wasn't even a full year. He didn't even finish his damn year. And they went with Doc Rivers? Yeah. Okay. They said first game was tonight. <laughs> okay. Look, um, first game was tonight. Okay. I Doc Rivers, Rivers got more lives than Alec had. <laughs> yeah, ain't he? Uh, <laughs> oh, he got more shit happening. I said, where they, they brought you out again, bro? Why did they fire him? That's, they said they was having internal strife in the locker room. Players wasn't getting along. <laughs> I was going to say, because I mean, they, they're having a strong year. Yeah, they are, but they weren't getting along and shit. I said, well... Here we are again. Because, I mean, they're second only to the Celtics. And the Celtics are, I mean, are the best team in the league right now. Yep, they are. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> Doc Rivers is the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. He came out tonight. Um, but anyway, 
Um, they've got so much talent on that team that really they just I guess they just need to get out their own way. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I, I knew that they were going to be very formidable the, uh, last year as soon as they signed. Uh, um, um, what's his face? You know what I'm talking about? Short boy. <laughs> Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Oh, Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's the last piece that they were looking. They, they they were needed. They needed consistent shooting and a closer, and that's exactly what he is. And the Bucks are big, and so they cover up all his uh, his, his 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 deficiencies on on defense. Um, Correct. So you know what I'm looking forward to is I mean obviously I'm, I don't want to skip a forward two head, but head too far, but. You know, come to playoffs, you know, fast gets slower, but big don't get smaller. Um, that part. So they're going to be, they're going to be something to watch. But, you know, Doc Rivers is accomplished and he's, you know, he's experienced. So maybe they just need like a steady enforcing. And, and the quote was the urgency to win was the real reason for the firing behind Adrian Griffiths. I said, you weren't, you guys were the third best team in the, in the East. The second it wasn't best like y'all. Huh? You're the second best team in the East. They're just behind the oh, Celtics. the second best team. Yeah. So it wasn't like you guys were bad. I, I don't, I don't get it. But maybe he wasn't getting the most out of his players. I don't, I don't know. I know what Who it knows? is. I know what it is. It's, it's, it, and it's something that we would never know. Um, no, <laughs> because you know, and that's and that, and, and to their credit, that's a sign of a good organization where their internal drama stays internal. Uh-huh. That's a sign of a good organization. So I give them credit for that. But usually in situations like this, and how the NBA works is a head coach that pisses off the star player usually gets fired. So Correct. he probably put, uh, pissed off Giannis or something that we don't know, or Giannis didn't like him for whatever reason. Of course, this is all speculation. But generally in the NBA, when you see coaches just outside like this, it's usually because they pissed off the star player. Oh, got it. Well, also the one that, you know, Terry Rozier was traded to the uh, Miami Heat, which, uh, swag daddy, I'm just asking, what's happening? Yeah, he's going to need more than that. Terry Rozier, is, he's good. He ain't, he ain't best. But you got rid of Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Like, like her wig too light, too tight. Uh I maybe you just and Bam, you know, Bam can turn off the light switch and not know how to play basketball. I've seen it happen on way too many occasions. Well, Bam is um, a Bam is the type of big that is like, you know, he's he's his type of play is uh is becoming a relic in the NBA. Um, you know, bigs have ball skills now. <laughs> like, you know, they can shoot, they can dribble. Like he's not um yeah. He's a blunt object, basically. Uh, you said blunt object. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I said it. I said what I said. <laughs> but no, Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy object. Butler is infamous, infamously a very mediocre regular season player. He tends to come alive in the in the postseason. Um, um, but I mean, I'm not seeing it for them this year. They definitely needed a lot more than that. I know. I know that they were in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Uh, um, and fell out in this and that. Well, I don't think that I don't think Damian Lillard is, is. I think that he's a more, you know, quiet, subdued guy. I don't think he wanted the bright lights and you know the the pomp and circumstance that comes with playing in Miami. 
I think that that's well, I think that's yeah. why he stayed in Portland for so long, honestly. Yeah, because he just he wanted Not to Portland, be Sacramento. Excuse me. No, wait, I was right. Portland. No, Portland was right. You were right. <laughs> Look, you were absolutely right. It is Portland. Um, yeah, I just you're right. I don't think he wanted to be um, glitz and glamour. That is Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that there, you know, still some trades are coming down the pipeline. Uh, I will say who need to make a trade uh, would be either. I would say the Atlanta Hawks is they're trying to get rid of Deontay Murray, which I was like, really? Do y'all have to? Yeah, they need. They need, they need an answer. They need somebody formidable with Trey Young if they're going to keep Trey Young around. Well, I'm not. This is just my personal philosophy. And when they when they made that big move for Trey Young, I was like, yeah, he's a really good player. Like, you know, I'm happy to have him, whatnot. But you can't build a team around him. Um, right. It's the same reason why you couldn't build a team around the greatness of Steph Curry, even though he is great and the best shooter to ever live to play the game. But um, as I said before, fast gets slower, big doesn't get smaller. And like Steph Curry, Trey Young is a defensive liability. Um, he's not the caliber shooter that Steph Curry is, but, you know, nobody is. Um and he's just not a player that you can build around as a foundational piece. He can he can be a big piece, but he he's the type of player that needs it's a contremont for lack of a better term. So I think they need to get a wing with some size, um, um, somebody else to take some of the pressure to score off of him, but also can bring a little size for their defense. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. The, the unfortunately, the Hawks aren't known for taking big swings, um, and so I don't see anything happening with them. Well, I like I say, we're getting ready to see some more trades. I'm sure. Uh, with that, with you know, with that being said, so I'm looking forward to because the trade deadline is next Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, which I realized, which is good. So uh, also. Uh, Real quick, because we I, I know we talked about it. Uh, the Hall of Fame uh, honorees were announced. For baseball? And, yeah. And there was a huge snub. Mm-hmm. Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. He only has one, one more year of eligibility. I thought this was his last year of eligibility. No, he has one more, I think they said. Okay. I think he has one more. He has one more time to go through it. Okay. I thought I was under I was under the impression that um that this was his last time on the ballot before he gets put on was it it was called Santa's. Yeah, I think he has if I'm not mistaken and I read it correctly after you send it to me, I like I said I'm old, but I almost was certain he has one more year. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, like, I oh, think okay. I think you may be right. Yeah, um, I'm like a, here's here's I'm here's the thing. I think this is just one of the many examples we've seen of how incredibly stupid the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voting process is. 
it is so dumb and so subjective, which I mean, I guess all these things are, but it's just dumb. And let's just be clear. They don't, Gary Sheffield is not a Hall of Famer because the writers don't like him because uh-huh. he is voiceless, he is ownery. <laughs> like, he, he is not nice and he'll beat your head. At that part. <laughs> and they just don't like him. Like that's that's what it boils down to. Like they just don't like him. I, I'd be hard pressed to find another reason why. Because, like I said, I generally think, you know, he deserves to be in. But like you said, they don't like him. Um, so, no, yeah, it, it be... was his final year. Oh, it was? It was his final year this year. Ooh, that's, ooh. Mm-hmm. Damn. Final year. Yeah. Well, that's shady. <laughs> Ain't it? Look. Yeah. That's shady. Fuck. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I, but like I said, it just shows how stupid it is because, like, I, I mean, and I know, and I believe that he was, he got caught up too in the whole like steroid controversy. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't think that he was a part of that. I don't think that he was, but I think it has more to do with his personality and they just don't like him. Guilty by association. Yep, that he wouldn't associate with anybody. That's what Gary Sheffield was very notoriously known for not giving a fuck and sticking to himself and doing his own thing. <laughs> he was he was he was he was notoriously known for that. Like he marched in the beat of his own drum. He didn't want to be bothered. Don't come to him with that bullshit. Like Gary Sheffield was, but I mean I think he but I think he played he played baseball in a way that was very unique that I can't really think of any other players that were similar. He played baseball angry. Like he played, True. he played baseball like he was playing football. To this day, <laughs> I'm serious. To this day, and I mean, I'm about to age myself, but I've never seen a baseball player hit a ball as hard as Gary Sheffield used to. Gary Sheffield used to hit that ball like he was like pissed off. Like he slapped his mama or something. Like he, <laughs> I am mad, and you will know it. Damn it! <laughs> um, but no, I I am very disappointed about that. I hope that he does get in at some point. But yeah, I'm disappointed. It might be honorary, right? Look, it might be honorary. Um, so. We have a very good chocolate milk with soul question. Uh, his name is Myron from Maui. Maui, wow. Yes. We'd be hanging out with him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, he is a new listener. This is his first season, he states. Uh, he loves the, the back and forth. Uh, he is a gay male, uh, married for 22 years. Okay, good. Uh, all right. He must not have no attitude issues. Okay, right. <laughs> I can't be a man for a year, but okay. <laughs> right down the laundry list. Uh, he says he's always curious to know other people's thoughts, uh, especially when it comes to gay relationships. He says when, when, or for those of, for I have a husband already, but he says, what's your type of man that just gets your gears going? I've never heard gears going, so he must be old. That's not, not a bad thing. I just have not heard the word gears going. 
uh, <laughs> ever. <laughs> but, but I read it just as it was written. Uh, <laughs> this man don't wrote us this nice. We're not technically laughing. We're not laughing at you. Man, no, this it's, man it's, just wrote us, wrote us this really lovely chocolate milk with soul, and you just talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I've never heard you just get your gears going. What I listen, children. I've not. I, the fuck. <laughs> anyway, Myron, thank you for your question. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I will start a because my the men in my life have been. It's like the United States of America. They have been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been. Uh, it wasn't until five years ago that I can honestly say my standard of man has been upgraded. Uh, but it, Kenny can tell you they were all over the place. They was anything but black, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, but they were uh, crazy as hell. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But they, uh-huh. they, they crazy never matched my crazy, unfortunately, uh, which is fine. I don't, I don't need all of that. Uh, but I can say now, as I say it again, she's been in a a, a good, healthy relationship for the last five years. Uh, the my husband is one of, of of many things, and the first thing I've always say is. He matches my energy, so I'm the social one. He is not. He he does it when he needs to, and he's like, hey, I'm not doing that. I don't feel like none of that today, so you go do it. Uh, so it's great. Uh, he makes me laugh when there's nothing else in the room that should be funny, but my husband would clearly make it happen. Uh, over the last four years, I can say pettiness, we've gotten there, and he's gotten a lot better at it than me. <laughs> uh, but I like my men, and when I say get my gears going, it's I love my man thick. And it's just a because it's just comfortable. Uh, I love when he can make me laugh, uh, and most importantly, I love the fact that my husband is actually really, really sexy. So for that, you say to yourself, when you can look at him one time, and I know you've been married for ever in a day in gay years. To be honest, uh, you say to yourself, if you can look at him on a day to day and go, hey. I still love you. Uh, and not and in those moments and times when you're not with him, you can still that's what that's what gets me going. And like I said, I've been at this for five years and usually I don't make it past year number two. Mm. <laughs> make it, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I seem to not make it past year number two. Uh, but that's what my husband does for me. And I and in and, and your because I'm gonna continue saying it because it's not actually funny to me. Uh, it gets my gears going. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can go to hell. It makes me laugh now. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So let me. So I think let's 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 split this into two. Um, okay. So first, because you kind you said a little bit of you said you like your your, your men thick. I like them thick. Uh, Bill has gorgeous blue eyes. Uh, so for me, that's that's another thing. Um. Yeah, the the two and like I said, he makes me laugh. So I want a man that's funny, because uh, I tend to think that I am. I don't always win, but Bill is. I actually think funnier than me. Okay. okay. Yeah. So 
Yeah, and he, you know, he other than he snores and makes me want to run out the room when he does. Other than that, that's minor. But yeah, those are the things that I look for. And like I said, Bill is incredibly sexy. So for me, it's it's that when you can look into yourself and you say, hmm, because you know, after you got to figure out, you got to get creative when you get past shit three hundred day three sixty five. Lord. Your bitch got to get creative, but no, honestly, that's what get, does it for me. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so for me, I'll start. I'll start. I'm. I'll start in two places. I'll start with the easiest part, um, which is like you know physical attraction and whatnot. And I'm a bit of a. I'm a little weird. <laughs> Because I have, uh, I'm, I'm a bit too spirited. And so I like, so one part, uh, one part, I, I need men that I'm attracted to, to have a, a, a feminine touch to them. I like, I, I like that. Like, I need you, I, I, just, you know, just a feminine presenting. You know, just a little, a little, you know, flair. <laughs> sugar, okay. sugar in the tank, as the old black folks used to say. As the old black folks used to say. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's attractive to me. Um, I am a admittedly a foot guy. I like feet. Um, so like you know. Pretty together, manicured, like taking care of feet. That will get my that will get my attention pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> um, as far as like height goes, I'm kind. Yeah, that's not a really a big thing to me. But I do have a weakness for a taller, thinner more on a feminine side guy. Um, that tends to get my attention pretty quickly. Um, well, you're big and yourself, so we get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as much as you know, I talk shit about my ex, um, I'm not going to say his name on here, but you know who I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of like right up my alley. Like, you know, tall, you know, thinner guy, yeah, that I like long hair. I, I like long hair too. That 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 gets me as well. <laughs> yeah, bald head bitches always want like somebody with hair because we ain't got none. Whatever. <laughs> um, Bill, Bill don't have Bill, Bill's hair is white, so I get it. Um, but I did. I love it. So for me, you know. But on the flip side, though, um, I do find myself attracted to more masculine presented men as well. It's not as often. Admittedly, but it does happen, and when that happens, it's it's usually somebody that is more formidable than than me. Like it's going to be a bigger guy, um, um, a tall, tall, confident. Um, yeah, that that would do it for me. I'm not, you know, I'm pretty universal racially wise. I'm not like when. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything but black. Um, 
on the on the on the harder side as far as personality or, or things like that that really catches my attention and whatnot um i like a person with a sense of adventure um and and flexibility and when i say that is i like spontaneity and i like to be able to kind of just kind of go with the flow and see what adventure we can find ourselves in okay. um and a good conversation you are outdoorsy ho well not even it's not even outdoorsy like it's like for example like one of the better, best days i had was um you know i invited um uh, i invited eric to go to uh brunch and when this is our first time meeting and really honestly we were just supposed to like you know that was that was the only plan like we're going to brunch or whatever we ended up getting together having a great conversation having a good time and i just said on a whim i was like hey so you know there's there's the alabama football game coming on this afternoon and um i know there's like alabama bar around the corner if you want to see you hang out let's just go and see what see what it's like and he was like sure let's go and we just walked to it like on a whim and whatnot and end up having like the best time and it was it was great um and like if we travel i want to be up score like those things are very endearing and very sexy to me um intelligence is also a thing um because i'm a thinker and i analyze a lot and lazy pragmatism is not going to work very well around me um and if we can if we can go through mental olympics and kind of explore ideas and things together and talk on them on a high level that i find very stimulating you can get it <laughs> um yeah so those, those 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 are some of the things i find really really attractive and sexy for sure yeah so yeah, I uh well that's a good question. I kinda like that one. Got my got Greek gears. Now right. I have not what was what was what was his name again? Milo. Milo. I want to hear about Milo from, from Maui. I want to hear back from my of Milo from Maui. Um I won't forget that one, honey. Okay. Well, first question is I'm kind of curious if if him and his husband are they like from Hawaii or did they move there together or something like that? I'm actually really curious about more about that. But also, as somebody who has been married for 22 years in a gay relationship, um, I'm kind of curious about. Let's just try try to limit it to keep it reasonable. But what are three things that you found to be key to building? a 22-year relationship that you, that, that he thinks worked for him or has worked, you know, that has kept his relationship, I'm assuming, strong and together since they've been together for 22 years. Um, 22 whole years. Yeah, because, you know, inquiring minds want to know because, like I said, you know, I'm a bitch that tried. Um, and Horses and dogs. And <laughs> okay, so if, if you, you going back on this one, yes. I was with a man for six years. He ruined pets for me um, <laughs> because he, he, insisted, he insisted on keeping what I, at the worst, at the worst, he had two dogs, three cats, 
in my house. He kept 12 chickens in my backyard and five rabbits. That's a lot. And I'm a city mouse. So... (laughs) 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 So, yeah. But... So coincidentally, yeah, that's the same. I will say coincidentally that that sexual relationship I was just talking about, that was the ex I was referring to that was the one that was right up my alley, like looks wise. And so, you know, I may have like put the cart before the horse on that one. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Girl, she been drinking. So I'm gonna let her drink past a certain time of evening. I, I blame me, y'all. I'm sorry. Please do, because you know I was about to say that. I don't you like you say you are grown and you take care of yourself. You can drink however and how much you want to. Mm-hmm. How much you want to drink? Huh? You, you heard me. I'm a Christian. I don't drink. <laughs> I, mean, I went to I went to dance practice to work today. I just visited the Lord. I don't know. I don't know why you think more people right here think I drink all the damn time. What you drinking right now? Uh, huh? You heard me. I'm a Christian. I don't drink. I was drinking some water. Okay. The, the water of the Lord. That's what I was You remember last episode, you taking shots of fireball? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that good stuff, honey. Okay. You know what, Kenny Ray? Mm-hmm. Kilo Lolo Jenkins? I don't have to take this. I really don't. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, she is so rude to me. I thought she was my sister, and all she has done since she's been on here is talk about how late I am and what I don't do. What do I do that's good? Don't answer that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't you answer that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think we're running out of time. It's, frankly, we are. Looking for you, anyway, you are. <laughs> Yeah, frankly, we are. Anyway, as I, <laughs> we have come to another... <laughs> <laughs> we have come to another end of another fabulous episode of Who Dare Rises Up Sports Talk with the Gay Twist. I want you guys to know I love each and every one of you, but you guys know where to find us. Hey, Cowboy fans, Bucks fans, you guys don't get to find me until the beginning of next season. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> y'all come take a couch. Y'all come take a seat on the sit your ass down couch. It's a great place. Come take a seat next um, to me. I've been here for a while, so yeah, she's been sitting there waiting for the bus for a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the bus has passed a few times. The bitches keep looking at it. I don't know why she won't get on. Because I'm a bad I'm lady. Bad lady. You oh, don't shit, miss honey. your bus. Um, <laughs> anyway, she gets on my nerves. Um, you guys know where to find us. Uh, Instagram, who underscore that rises up. Facebook, Kenny and Glenn on who that rises up. Uh, Email Kenny and Glenn at uh, Kenny and Glenn who that rises up at gmail.com. Uh, you guys have bombarded that email, which I love, that's not a bad thing. Uh, so that's where we get the fan questions from, and I also check the Instagram page as well. Uh, but most of them are sent through email. Uh, Milo from Molly, uh, we want to learn a little bit more, so we're excited to see what you got. Uh, also, what do we have? Oh, sorry. Uh, Next week, we will be back next week. I promise I will be on time. I have nothing going on next week. I have checked my schedule. Hey, not not you, not too much. I'm talking to the fans, not you. I will be on and ready to, to talk and do what I do, but I promise you, I'll be on time. Now, whatever the on time portion of the conversation is, I'll talk about it with Kenny later. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> See, I, at least, at least, Draymond Green back to playing basketball. Lord, they yeah, he's been back again. for like a week or so now. Lord, she they didn't let her back. I should be home soon. Uh, <laughs> he's in therapy. <laughs> Uh huh. Sure. Uh, anyway, <laughs> as I say, anyway, guys, boys, gays, and all things in between. As I say to you guys, each and every episode, it is our mantra. It is our own queer slice of sports heaven. Sports is for everybody, including you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.